0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bullish Rippers. This is Evan, better known as Stock Market News on Twitter. Myself and my co-host, Wolf underscore Financial, also known as Gov, put on these spaces to help you guys get ready for the week ahead in the market and then get caught up on the week just past. Our goal is to educate, inform, and hopefully entertain you guys a little bit. We really appreciate you tuning in, and I hope you enjoy. Cool. What's up, man? How we doing? I'm good, dude. Uh, It's just been spaces nonstop. (laughs)
1: I uh, I was just on spaces until a minute ago. Hey, the
0: grind. I know how it is. Well, okay. not it's good. It's we had good. good spaces. We got an hour left in the day. Hopefully, we can uh, close green and continue the uh, the ripper streak. I know we got Bitcoin yeah. and crypto moving higher, which is which is probably good for your last space. Yeah, yeah. No, that space
1: was did great. Actually, we had like 400, 500 people in there like the whole time. Uh, it was, it was fantastic. And, and the discussion was extremely, extremely intellectual. Um, we had a couple of very smart speakers that were on there that really gave some, some awesome opinions. And I, I'm sure not everybody agrees with them, but it's very helpful to have more information to take in when you're dealing with like cryptocurrency, which is still a developing topic by, by far, by all standards. What's up Stocksman?
2: What's up, bro? How you doing? How's everyone doing today?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Kind of wish I placed more trades today, but I've just been
2: really just grinding spaces. Hey man, I, I see you always, you know, always holding it down spaces. But uh, you know, it's been a it's been a very very clutch day today. Bkkt, mark, all uh, some alerts for for myself and my group, and uh, yeah, I really I'll say something public just for everyone. But Facebook, Facebook on this kind of dips, man wow gobble gobble i am a obese man i'm eating every dip on facebook and on paypal i'm enjoying myself right now having a good day how's facebook how's facebook doing now
1: because people were wanting to short that on our space today
2: oh earlier today definitely no definitely today earlier in the morning hell yeah you could you could have shorted the hell out of this but uh no right now i think it's settled it found its floor around 225 which is the sport i had drawn out before and uh from this point I, i'm actually playing uh weekly longs 235s on it and um up about eight percent right now uh, uh, i kind of like those right here i mean you could take them right now too i just i got them earlier today once i saw the uh the big breakout candle once it broke below 225 ripping up to 226 at around i'm west coast time please remember that uh 10 a.m so probably like 1 p.m east coast time um when i saw that candle right after that i played the next dip on on, on the next follow-up 10 uh, minute candle and then uh got my entry there and now just I am expect a really big bounce from this point, honestly. So, you have 235s? I have 235s, yeah. We- weeklies? Weeklies.
1: Okay, I just put those on my watch list. Yeah. Uh, okay, awesome, man. I appreciate it. We're definitely going to dig into those. All right, I'm going to go ahead and put out the tweet, just to let everyone know we are live. Didn't get that out until kind of the middle last time. So, I want to make sure that that's up good and early. What's going on, Catherine?
3: Hello, hello. How are y'all?
1: they been the dream on that spaces grind already. Evan, how many hours did we do this morning? Did we do two and a half more? Uh, I think we did two and a half. So I'm currently oh, my at bad. four. I I was on
0: mute. 920 to 12 is what we did.
1: Yeah. So I'm currently at f- over four hours of spaces on the day. So we're moving and I have this one and then do I have three more after this? I don't know. I'm, I'm just getting into it. But how about you, Catherine? How's your day going?
3: It's not as space as heavy as yours.
1: <laughs> I'm surprised.
3: <Hi. laughs> I, you know, I don't know. You are you are the king of spaces and no one can take away that throne. You've solidified well, uh, it.
1: <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll work it out. All right. So I just put out that tweet. If everybody could take a look, I will pin it up in the top of the space. Thank you, Evan, for sharing that. I just shared it from the Wolf account that is pinned up in the space. I see Juicy's here as well. Let's get into some power hour chat. We're ready at 3.05. Uh, ideas here. We're Monday. The market goes up during bullish uh, bullish rippers' spaces. So let's see where the market started. Yeah, I mean, we're already up 3 p.m. Market was at 4.49.91. We're already at 4.50.28. Let's see if we can continue with this roll. If anybody has plays for the week, if you're in positions that you're going to swing into tomorrow especially, we want to hear them. Uh, and we would love to hear option plays, common, whatever you've got going on, I want to know. With that being said, Sarge, do you want to kick us off?
4: Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, seems kind of quiet, actually, from the macro front, from the Fed front for right now. But, uh, but there's a lot going on. Uh, on Semiconductor posted nice earnings this morning, real nice. Uh, I wasn't in, in time for that one, but uh, I did try to sort of get back into Marvel technology off of that. So I'm, I'm long the, uh, the February 11th, 72 calls, Marvel, and, I, uh, and I'm short three times as many $67 puts, also expiring February 11th. Uh, it was about a 60-cent debit. Uh, Peloton, I'm just playing it on the upside just in case there's some kind of, you know, just in case there's a takeover, takeover news later in the week. Uh, I'm long at 33.37 February 11th, uh, bull call spread for about a buck. Amazon, I took off half of my long at 32.20. I'm keeping the other half on. Uh, UPS, uh, looks like the 219 pivot was tested. Uh, I'm going to reiterate my 265 target price. Uh, Lockheed Martin, looks like it's starting to base a little, uh, about $20 away from my 414 4- target price. I've not taken any off. Uh, I'm interested in Disney. Not just interested. I'm long Disney. Uh, and I'm short some. Some. Uh, where, where am I? Where am I short the calls? Hang on.
1: Are you short Disney?
4: No, I'm long Disney. I'm short okay, the. Uh, yeah, I'm, short the one, sure. I'm short the February eighteenth, one fifty calls. Uh, and and I'm a little concerned for Wednesday because we have a couple of Fed speakers that day. Uh, the CPI. want CPI? CPI Thursday or Wednesday? I don't know. CPI is. We we'll okay. go ahead and me Thursday. out on a limb (laughs) i'm
3: pretty
4: Uh, sure it's
0: thursday but i don't want to give you a full story okay
4: so i think you're right but i also
3: didn't want to be wrong
4: yeah the two fed speakers including loretta mester who is probably the second most hawkish person at the fed they speak on wednesday so probably we could get a little bit of jittery markets going into the uh the disney earnings which i think which i'm expecting if chapex going to do something special he's going to do something special now okay this is his chance to shine uh he pretty much took over during a pandemic it hasn't been easy for him he's not as likable as bob Iger, so he's got to he's got to shine here so i'm hoping for disney um, My play in the week uh which i'm in the process of trying to build a long position but it hasn't been easy is uber because i'm a little late to the party uh uber coming into today was down 11 percent for the uh for the year it's up i think a about a percent a percent today let me see here uber is up about 2% today Two point two point seven 2.7% up a dollar uh they have the uh, they have the, what are they their earnings on wednesday right earnings february, february 9th yeah, after the after the bell they're uh, looking for about a about a loss of 29 cents a share probably adjusted uh i think I forget the dirty uh the uh, revenue number. But the big thing is the next day is their, their investor day. Okay. Uber has never had an investor day since they went public. It's the first one ever. We're going to get a lot on the, on the regulatory backdrop. We're going to get a lot on the, uh, On the grocery market, probably a trillion dollar adjustable market there for them. Oppenheimer has reiterated their outperform on Uber and said the investor day could be a positive catalyst. So we're looking for something special on Uber, but it's been a little tough to buy in the dips if you didn't come in this week long. And this was a product of my weekend homework. So I am not long that stock, but I'm trying to be, I guess that's it for now.
1: When you say you're trying to be, does that mean that you're waiting for a specific level or a dip or something to enter on?
4: I'm trying to get a dip. You know, I'm sure I won't, I'm sure it'll end up being a trade and not an investment uh, because I'm not going to be able to build a large enough position by Wednesday. But, uh, but if I can get a proper dip or a proper, proper signal off for the two or three minute chart, I'll probably buy something. There was a a chance today to buy it a little earlier uh, down around one, down around 37 and a half. That was was the low today, but it stayed there probably for about 35 minutes. So there was a chance to get a decent price today, uh, which I did not get. Most of the buying has been up around $38 today. So I'd like to get it under 38. That's the VWAP. If I could buy some today, maybe buy some tomorrow. We'll see. But that's the trade that's in my my head rolling around for this week.
1: Perfect. Thank you, Sarge, for sharing. Okay. um, The Stocksman, I saw that you had unmuted beforehand. Did you have some more plays you wanted to throw out there?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Sarge on two of his picks: Disney and Uber. It's chart setups on technicals. If anyone doesn't know, I'm more of a, a short. I have I'm an investor as well, but a lot of my focus is on short-term trading, options trading, uh, stuff like that. So Uber looks really really nice with a great great uh, area above that can you know if, if earnings go well and Investor Day pulls up, could see a big big rip back up to the 45 area, which would be seven dollars on this, which is almost more than a 20% gain. So I really like Uber. I really like Disney. Um, and then plays just are on this short kind of just for this week in a sense. Um, I'm short CFVI, which is uh, the Rumble spec, uh, Just ripped today really heavily, 30%, because of the news of uh, sending Joe Rogan an offer. But I'm pretty sure Spotify is not going to lose out on their biggest star. Um, so CFVI, I'm, I'm currently short. Um, I think this has more downside. And, and if it comes back to, let's say, even uh, – even $13, right? $3 on this play is, again, a 20% gain. So, uh, slowly shorting this down. Are you shorting uh, other...
1: stocks or puts?
2: No, no, shorting, 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 shorting. Um, and then, uh, what else, what else, what else, what else? There's one more. Oh, uh, long Tesla. I have Tesla contracts open as well. Um, and I think Tesla will see a nice bounce this week, along with a lot of tech. Um this week, I think the you know this morning has just been a, a sell off that continued on for the momentum from Friday, and um, yeah, overall I'm long reversal on Facebook. I'm adding Facebook shares and I have calls for today as a day trade. Um, I really like Facebook's point you know price point at 225, still overvalued if you look at fundamentals. You look at you know uh, uh, forward PE and stuff, but uh, on a trade basis, I think it's very oversold and. Uh, uh, I'm looking for a bounce with with a lot of tech here. PayPal as well playing those two. so PayPal, Facebook, Disney Uber, and then um, I'm short a lot of these pops like on uh, uh, for day trades fun, uh, fun probably tomorrow today I'm not really good, too much momentum today. Uh, see it CFVI uh, and then I'm gonna assess the crypto markets as well and see it when is when is the appropriate time in the upcoming week to uh, get some puts on Mara Riot, um you know, BTBT BT, and some of these, all these crypto miners that are having really, really great days because of crypto uh, coming back a bit here. So uh, those are, you know, it's a pretty expansive list of plays in different sectors. So hopefully you guys can uh, take a look at some of those and see which one fits your your trading style the best. Some investments, some trades, some short term, some long term.
1: Perfect. Appreciate you laying that out. And what I'll tell for people in the audience is as if as you're, as you're listening, you know, somebody puts out a play that kind of appeals to you or the style that they are talking about. I'd recommend either clicking in you know checking out their bio checking out some of their posts. They probably made posts about it, maybe they put it up charts and stuff like that. Uh, you can also DM them if you have follow-up questions, right? They put out a play, you're interested. I recommend if you're going to DM them, you should probably follow them. We're like to answer your DM. But a great way to just continue to network, get in touch with people if you're going to take one of these plays, maybe let them know, hey, you know, uh, I'm taking that, but I would also recommend do research before taking anything. Everything that's on here is not financial advice. It is simply for ideation purposes. So if somebody throws out, hey, I'm Long Uber, for example, go in and do your research. Look at the fundamentals, if that's what you're trying to do a long-term play. Look at the technicals, you know, if you're trying to maybe just do short-term, a crossover of both, understand the volume or the flow uh, around it and just continue to eye different areas. Okay, Catherine, what's going on by you? What do you have your eye on?
3: Hello, hello. Um, so, as the resident journalist, I cannot give any plays, but I will run you guys through what I'm looking at, and spoiler alert, lots of earnings. Um, I have right in front of me right now a KeyBank preview on Disney, which I'm going to bring up because Sarge was talking about it. Um, the analyst wrote, and I'm directly quoting them, Disney should be one of the fastest growing companies we cover over the next several years, supporting a higher valuation, and with sentiment poor, we'd be buyers. Um, Essentially, they're going to look, of course, because who isn't, for streaming numbers and comparing that with Netflix, but they also adjusted their parks estimates higher um, after Comcast's stronger than anticipated results. So, these are all, those are probably the top three things that I'll be looking for in Disney's quarter, Um, sentiment, uh, the streaming numbers, and then parks. And then I'm looking at just overall earnings season. I've got a fact set report um, of earnings by the numbers. Uh, companies have so far shown that solid. there's solid demand for the most part, but there's obviously supply chain issues, staffing issues, and like inflation. That's really what's plaguing these earnings reports. Uh, 56% of companies have reported earnings, which is, and just 76% of companies have that did report earnings surpass the consensus EPS average, which is down from the 84% four-quarter average. So there you go.
1: So with all that in mind, what should retail investors keep their eye on this week?
3: I think definitely the CPI data and as Sarge pointed out, the Fed speakers, because right now we're setting up for a week that's going to be very... um, It's going to be quieter so far, and now it's looking quieter. Um, So one big quote from a Fed fed head could get you market action. Same thing with CPI data. I mean, really depends on what we hear. Uh, Other than that, it's going to be earnings, kind of name of the game again. Um, With Amazon earnings, we saw just how quickly sentiment changed. Same with Facebook. Um, It'll be interesting to see if Disney has any sentiment change um if they come out with weaker than expected streaming numbers for example i mean that's been that's been like a plague for them it doesn't really matter if the rest of the business is doing great investors are seeing one number and kind of jumping the gun on it
1: understood yeah that definitely makes sense and then one other question for you uh just wanted to gauge your thoughts on sentiments here we've we've now kind of sustained this massive pullback uh not not in not in spying the cues it hasn't been a massive pullback obviously we're not down very far in those but within a lot of growth and tack and other areas uh and we're building out some bases it seems like now that we've gotten down to you know basically the right before right after covid levels um do you get the feeling that there is going to be more into like how i guess as a reporter How do you think institutions are feeling right now? Or have you gotten any insight into their thoughts on this tumultuous market?
3: So Rev, uh, James DePore, who's a real money contributor, tweeted this out this morning, and he meant it for retail traders and investors, but I think it actually kind of speaks to the market as a whole. He basically said that this market feels tired and the people involved in it feel tired. And just basing it off of the action that we've seen so far today Um, I would agree with that. It it feels like we've gone through such volatility and that's caused such anxiety within investors that people are kind of starting to feel burnt out. And so I'm wondering what kind of catalyst we're going to need to see to kind of really push sentiment in one direction. You know, like right now, it kind of feels like we're in the middle. It could, we could get a really positive day and then the next day could be negative again. And we swing back and forth.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Thank you, Catherine. Uh, We'll keep going around. Stock Talk, what positions have you taken today? What are you looking at in Power Hour? What's going on?
6: Hey, yeah, um, today, you know, I was just really focused on the DWAC action. I knew there was a ton of volume. So uh, last night we were on Twitter Spaces, completely just happenstance. But uh, Trump's 2020 campaign manager was on there he said there was going to be big news for fun this morning. So it took a position right at the start of pre-market. It obviously blew up. So that was nice. CFVI, I was in calls as well as a sympathy because of Rumble Video. They so happened to have that catalyst today with the Joe Rogan offer. I think it's bullshit. I think no shot. They get Joe Rogan, but obviously it catalyzes stock price today. So that was nice, those calls printed. And then uh, I was playing on Semiconductor for earnings. You know, I figured with the NVIDIA uh, call flow that we saw at the end of last week that we were going to get a pop in NVIDIA. NVIDIA reports uh, on the 16th uh, next week. So, you know, th- there's some positive sentiment there. Semis have just been trading well in general over the last few weeks. Um, they've had a lot of relative strength on down days as well. So it was kind of eyeing that. Played on Semiconductor for earnings this morning. Got out of, you know, I got into calls at Open. Got out of them a little earlier than I would have liked. They ended up running some more, but... Can't regret profits. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. CFEI on and fun today. Um, there were some great Rivian puts the TSDR called. I don't know if he's in here. He called some great Rivian puts this morning that ran really nicely. Um, I was looking to get back into Roblox puts. I was in those last week uh, when the short report dropped. I thought it was a pretty bad short report. I was surprised not to see a bigger reaction, but stock fell like 9% that day on the report. So, I got out of those the same day. Uh, they went up a lot, but um, was looking to get back in them today. Kind of regret, I regretting that I didn't early in the session. But uh, oh well. I still think if that report hits mainstream media, you can see Roblox trade down to the fifties easily. Um, you know, it was a pretty damning report, in my opinion, with regard to their you know safety policy and with regard to the way they're monitoring content. Um, you know that that platform is really driven by parents giving their kids money for Robux and all that stuff so you know if there continues to be child pornography and uh, that sort of stuff on the platform I can't imagine that you know a lot of these parents are going to continue to approve you could see their users and uh, you know in-game revenue really drop off a cliff we'll see if that happens uh, in the next earnings report but I think it's going to take some mainstream media coverage to really scare some of the big money that's in that name because there's a lot of um, you know funds that have gotten into that name over the course of the last few months uh, we'll see if if this scares them out or not. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's just uh, what I've been looking at today so far. I, I do like the strength in semis. I, I want to play them um, some more. I was looking at NVIDIA calls today. Didn't get those. Another regret because they ran a little bit. But I'm sure we'll get a better another buying opportunity this week. I don't think this is going to be, you know, a five-day straight green week or anything. We have CPI data on Thursday. Um, economic for- uh, forecast of economists from last week. We're expecting a 7.3% print. I think if we print hotter than last month, then, you know, I, I'm sure you'll see a sell-off. Maybe it's baked in. I don't know. But the price action last week uh, didn't really show a lot of selling pressure. I think some of it was driven by short covering, especially earlier in the week where you were seeing double-digit moves and a lot of really shitty stocks. I think some of that pressure might have been driven by short covering. Um, but, you know, now it's... it's uh, it, it, I don't, I'm not seeing the same selling pressure we saw over the last few uh, months. But I mean, there's no telling, no saying that this will last. You know, we're going into another CPI print. The Fed has, you know, less and less reason to be dovish with inflation printing hot and with the labor market participation numbers we saw last week as well. Right? Like, you know, uh, I know Sarge was talking about the raw, uh, raw employment data. You know, isn't as promising as the non-farm payrolls are showing, which I agree with. But the market's obviously reacting to the non-farm payrolls. Um, so, you know, expanding labor market participation combined with heightening inflation, I think that just reinforces the Fed's position to be hawkish. And, uh, you know, I don't think that's good for bulls. But we'll see. I mean, you know, I, I didn't expect last week's rally either. Uh, I didn't expect us to to tie together so many green days last week. So um, we'll see if this keeps up. But I think there's definitely, you know, C- this whole week's going to trade around CPI data.
4: Uh, so what Stock did you, think did, you about... did you read me this morning?
6: Yeah. No, I didn't. I I mean my Monday mornings are a slow start.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, I just do you sound like you I, maybe I wrote it, wrote it somewhere else as well, the uh, about the raw data. But the 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 thing is if the, the adjustments were changed so dramatically for January that if it had if the same numbers had been done in December, the and the participation rate would have stayed sixty one point nine percent, not sixty two point two percent. So it was, there's it, uh, nothing nefarious going on. But they, it, it was, but there was a lot of changes that were solely due to seasonal factors. And the the raw number for that's why I don't think I don't think the Fed can get more hawkish based on on Friday's numbers. The it was, this was actually the worst January of the last three of the pandemic era. Uh, based on the raw data. We, the U.S. economy, for those who you know, just trust everything that the media tells you, lost 2.8 million jobs this past January. We didn't gain 467,000, uh, like they said. That's a seasonally adjusted and population adjusted number. Uh, the raw data, which, which is still an ex- extrapolated from a survey, so it's not exactly the true number, but it's closer, uh, was a loss of 2.8 million. The last two Januarys, we lost 2.6 and 2.7 million, uh, if you just use the raw data. So we we you know we we were not a job creating machine in general. We actually lost jobs. We always lose jobs in general. That's why there's a seasonal adjustment. I, I just wish that we would stop using seasonal adjustments because they are misleading. They are misleading to people who might be looking to get into the you know to start get back to work to get into the labor market where they think it's hotter than it is. Uh, and I I think they we really should use comparables the way we do with stocks and with earnings with the macroeconomic data. We should we should print the honest number and compare it to past January's, or pandemic era January's, because that's more comparable than a January before the pandemic. And so I, I I, just think the way we go about doing this, from using surveys instead of data on down to using really sizable adjustments at, at almost, almost, I can't say on a whim, but I mean, you got to do it more often. If you're going to use such a sizable adjustment, like once a year, well, do it every four months or every three months something like that it just it just it skews the data tremendously and there are people making important decisions based on this data so it's, that was my gripe of the day and i took you way way off course here
6: <laughs> no i agree with you i mean i completely agree with you i know you were commenting on that last week when we got the non-farm print i think we were on a space time. and you were just like hey it's the raw data is definitely not that's not what it's saying and i mean that's the thing though right i feel like the market reacts to headline numbers anyway um, regardless of what you know the, the nuances say.
4: Oh yeah, it's all you know it's, I'm not gonna say it's smoke and mirrors but it's uh, because I don't think there's anything I really don't think there's anything nefarious but uh, but I, I do think that we could make a much much truer effort to be more accurate in how we in how we report these these uh, all, almost all these economic macroeconomic data points but the jobs number and the wage growth number. Are, are so important as to where we go from here in terms of uh, in liquidity and across the economy. I mean, so they made so much of the 5.7% uh, wage growth, right? Well, uh, one, how much good does 5.7% wage growth do you in a, in a 7.3% inflation economy? And two, the average work week dropped from 34.7 hours to 34.5 hours last week. So we instead of boasting about higher wages, maybe you should Maybe we should point out that, oh, it looks like managers have cut back on hours because wages went higher, which is actually a negative for labor to, labor mar- to market demand moving forward if it, if it persists more than a month or two. So I don't know. It's just a, it, I thought it was a very mixed report. I was not nearly as enthusiastic about that jobs report as as most economists.
6: <laughs> Can, Can I add
2: one so- play, by the way? Go for it. One play I wanted to add uh, for tomorrow's earnings is actually um, Baba Straddle's. So if you don't know what a straddle is, it's an options uh, play at the same strike where you get a call and a put. Um, this way you're, you can play earnings to both sides. And I think Baba is actually one that if the market reacts well to it or reacts negative, negatively to it, it has so much volatility and push to the upside or downside um, that those call one of the call. Again, straddle will end up profitable uh, to a nice degree. Um, the revenue is actually... You know, they're trying to really boost revenue by almost I think it's seven billion, this earnings and uh, their free cash flow is, is increased further. Um, so, yeah, just a, a straddle baba um, and just look out for those earnings because I think they're very understated how much of a, a market driver, a strong Chinese number uh, to flip that market to, to to kind of push the bullish sentiment of the market more uh, how big that could be for the market.
1: Uh, perfect. So I do have a couple of questions on some of the plays, but I just want to make sure everyone gets a chance to speak and then we will uh, go a little bit more into that. We also need some prayers for green candles. Our streak is in danger here. These five minute reds are dropping through uh, some key points. So hopefully we're going to bounce off the 100 right here on the five minute and come back up. We'll see. Ooh, no. <laughs> OK, let's see what happens there. Juicy. And then we will go to exclusive Juicy. What do you got for power hour?
7: what's going on man uh, started off the day very well DWAC, tesla bros uh quick scalps all for uh pretty much big digit gains but you know power hour and just for the rest of the market is you know where's the monkey the, the money flowing to I'm looking at a monkey right now my bad um where's the money flowing to right now is banks and energy so i did open up a swing here in cvx currently up about 6 50 60% here all my m long city bank uh pretty much both calls are for next week and those are my only two open positions. I want to be like a little tip that I like to tell people. If you're going to swing anything in the choppy market, keep it in the top three sectors, which are right now currently XLE, uh, XLF, and XLP, which is uh, consumer staples. So if you're not in any of those three sectors to the upside, you want to focus on the three to the bottom, which would be tech. I'm not short, uh, short the rest of them, but you want to be short those three in the bottom. Anything in the middle in the choppy market right now, um, You really don't want to mess with it. SPY continues to stay inside of the day from yesterday. So this is literally a choppy, choppy day. My advice to everybody's watch out for uh, this month as February is currently inside month from the prior month, which is a giant outside bar. So right now the market is running around with the chicken with his head cut off. Doesn't know which way it wants to go. And for me, I want to tread with the money. The big institutions are buying banks. They're buying energy. So I want to be aligned in those sectors for any overnight money. Quick scalps right now are, are okay for any sector. But if you're going to put big size on anything, make sure it's in those top three sectors. But, yeah, that's it for me. And big shout-outs to Rick and uh, Blake in the crowds. And big shout-outs to Exclusive. You're always my man's In Stock Talk Weekly. Hope you guys are doing well.
1: Awesome. Speaking on that note, let's get Exclusive into here. What's going on, man?
6: One, one quick point I want to make. exclusive. I don't mean to interrupt you. One quick point I want to make. No, you're good. I know somebody was talking about Baba earlier. Um, you know, one thing I encourage people to do is if you're looking to play a stock in earnings, which I don't typically do, but if you want to play stock for earnings, a lot of times with these super popular names like Baba or like remember Amazon last week, the premiums get super jacked up on these blue chip popular names because so many people aren't playing the earnings, right? And so a creative way to do it, if... You know, you want to go long or short for one of these, I won't call them all blue chips because some of them aren't by definition blue chips. But when I'm saying that, you get what I'm saying. Names like Baba, Amazon, Apple, you know, these these names that everybody knows. When you, when you have that much interest in the, in the options chain, you're going to see inflated premiums, you're going to see inflated IV, and the IV crush post earnings can hurt you on that. So a creative way to do it is find an ETF that has a, a high weighting of that stock, right? So like for Amazon, you can do XLY because it's a 22% weighting. In XLY, um, If you want to play BABA without getting the, those massively overpriced premiums, you can look at KWEB, which is the Crane Shares China Internet ETF. Not an amazing ETF, but BABA is, I think, 7% of that ETF, and it tends to trade with BABA. And also, you know, that ETF will also get further dragged down because if BABA does tank on earnings or rips, um, whichever way you're playing it, um it'll drag the rest of that names in the the rest of those names in the etf with it because they tend to you know the china names tend to trade in sync so if you're looking to go short or long baba you can do it with a straddle like how stock's been said but keep in mind the ivs jacked, the premiums are jacked that that straddle could fuck you so you might want to instead look towards an etf that has a heavily you know weighted position in the stock that you're looking to pay pay a play that can often work better. I do that a lot and it's usually the premiums are cheaper and the IV's not as cr- crazy jacked up. So, um, that's just a, a point I wanted to make my bad exclusive. You can go for it. No, man,
8: you're good. And I agree. I definitely agree. That's why I got those uh, KWEB swings last week. So definitely. Yeah. And, and you know, um, these, these earnings are always, I, I always tell people, especially people in our group that, you know, if I'm going to get an earning, it's going to be a lotto that's covered with profit and that's it. I learned my lesson the one time last year i did it on amazon i outsized went full size on amazon and got screwed so i will never do that again but um you know looking into power hour obviously you have some pretty strong sell-offs here spy all the way back to the VWAP. um Q's is kind of at that pivot here daily so you know it's just kind of a, one of those lull days you know i know i spoke about this for a little bit on friday that this week was going to be kind of a back and forth no real clear direction throughout the day because everyone's sitting waiting for, you know, the, the financial events this week um, on the economic calendar. So, you know, I think until Thursday, it's kind of, it's going to be one of those choppy markets without clear direction and you're seeing that. So, you know, I think more importantly than anything, um, as far as giving plays and positions and everything, I think it's more important to uh, just preserve capital. So um, I don't have any specific recommendations as far as plays go. I mean, maybe short DWAC here because it's so, but other than that, yeah, I'm just going to be reactionary. just kind of waiting for moments because, um, you know, I've only taken a couple of trades today, so there's, there's no real need to force anything, but. So, yeah, we, I, I guess a
1: couple of people have discussed that. And that's one that I wanted to throw out there was, uh, so it's been mentioned to short d uh, DWAC, but then it feels like some people have also, you know, potentially maybe still long on these names.
8: Um, now we're down two more dollars on
1: DWAC. Okay, so I guess let's have that discussion right here. Stock uh, Stockdoc, if you want to chime in, are you shorting DWAC?
8: Oh, whoa. Did that fall? 85.10 is a major support if that fails. Hello, 82. Oh, wow. Did that all just fall in the last like 10
1: minutes? Yep. Uh, CFDI coming down too? Wow. Oh, wow. You already got that drop, uh, Stocksman. It's already at 15.
2: You brother, yes, I did. Dollars. Yeah, yeah, it's uh that one, and then uh also I closed my mark position and then picked up a small put as well, very small size. So, uh, looking nice right now, finally, looking looking right. Market's pulling back as well. Um, yeah, I think we settled though around around this point. 448, um, 448.88 is where I think we settle. I don't really think we break too far below that. Um, and I actually think tomorrow we're, we're gonna see us push a bit higher. That's my My kind of prediction here. Exclusive. What do you think about Facebook here? Um, Facebook,
8: I mean, I I don't really want to entertain it until it's either back above 231.50 or back below uh, 223.63. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, I was saying, um, so, you know, the mission on um, the really short term play on DWAC went down to 85.10. And now it's just kind of in that period where can either bounce or drop further. But I'd say 89.52 to the upside, 85.10 to the downside. Okay. Uh,
1: let's
8: keep an eye on that. Yeah, okay, interesting thoughts here on Facebook. Uh, stock Market News,
1: uh, let's get you involved with this. What are you watching, and do you have any stocks that
0: you want to throw out here? Um, you know, I'll keep it really brief. I see we got Brad up here, and I definitely want to hear what he has to say. Uh, definitely watching for a lot of the stocks coming after the bell of the earnings today. I know we have a busy week. Uh, Of stuff, not as busy as it has been, but still Disney, Uber. Uh, There's a bunch of other big ones in there. I know Pfizer is tomorrow, Peloton's tomorrow. But we got Amgen, Simon Property, Take-Two, and Chegg, CHGG. After hours today, uh, I'm watching for those coming up. Uh, You know, interesting this morning for me to see a lot of my stocks up uh, and Facebook and Square and a few others down there lagging behind, really the ones that have been lagging behind continuing to do so while a bunch of the other stocks did move higher. And, and as we moved into the day, it's kind of evened out before we were really at. My portfolio has not changed by much today, so we're, we're about even there, kind of getting the crypto out of it. But yeah, we're kind of back where we started. I'm really watching for these earnings coming up, coming up after the bell, and I'm super excited to hear what Brad has to say after me. Just before that, I just want to give a big shout out to all our speakers that we have up here. Thank you all for coming in and making this a great power hour every single week. Big shout out to Wolf for uh, coming up here and helping us host in this space. And big shout out to the Bullish Rippers, the Green Raccoon, for putting on such amazing spaces at least three times a week. Make sure you check them out, give them a follow, follow all of our speakers up here, and I'll throw it back to you, Doug. Thank you. Yeah, Spy just went red, uh, so that's
1: happening. But, hey, maybe we'll play the downside here. And, yeah, thank you to everybody that was following, I think, last week on this account. So if anyone's unfamiliar, my name is Golf Blacksburg. I do run the Wolf account, which you can see up here coasting hosting My co-host and I, Stock Market News, run this bullish account. He does the it. I do two spaces a week. He does a space a week. So if you are liking the content that you either get from the WolfCat or the Stock Market News account and you're following one of those, you should be following us on this account as well. Again, we're doing multiple spaces, long-term investing, power hour. This week, we even have a space focused on the video game industry that we'll be doing and then tons of tweets, uh, especially with earnings season I mean, go look at the last tweet, actually, that put out like an hour ago. It was fascinating. It was the top trending searches of 2021 in every U.S. state uh, that Evan uh, put together there and got that out. So I thought that was amazing. Um, And last week, we got this account to 15K. So we're getting close to 16K. So we'd love to continue to see uh, that following join up with us as we do these every week. And then make sure you are checking out our awesome, awesome speakers. Uh, Great panel that we bring on on these power hours. Very diversified. We have you know, like reporters like Catherine, who are not investing in individual securities. We have guys like Sarge, you know, on, on Wall Street, like getting into the nitty gritty, taking all different types of positions. We've got long term people like Brad, um, a lot of, you know, uh, people who are kind of in the middle of that, like Stock Talk. And then we've got, you know, Exclusive, Juicy and Stocksman, uh, very active with the technicals as well. Um, so a very diversified panel up here. Let's go to Brad now to hear from you as to what you are looking at today. Actually, what's up, Exclusive?
8: I was just gonna go quick. Those um, puts on DWAC are up pretty nicely, so you can either roll down um, or just scale out altogether.
1: Perfect. What's up, Brad?
9: Hey, how's it going? Should I just should I just get right into
1: it? Roll into it, man.
9: All right. So, kind of a boring week for me. Um, I guess the eye of the storm, uh, if you want to uh, symbolize it. Uh, I have one earnings report this week. It's it's JFrog. I think it's it's either Wednesday or Thursday. Um, so not a not a ton of information crossing the tape for me this week it, it really kicks up or kicks into higher again uh next week and really i guess just the message i want to talk about quickly is is that these these quarters are, are probably the most important uh quarters and results and and, and yeah and results that, that that we've had or that i've had for a lot of my holdings uh, to date so as public companies probably the most important quarters they've had and and i say that because we are we are overcoming or, or getting through a lot of extremely unique and extremely aggressive exogenous headwinds and tailwinds that really distorted performance for a lot of companies and it's not clear um it's it's not clear how to quantify that distortion but it will become a lot more clear when we get 2022 guidance for for all of these firms that, that are about to report so for me it's just uh, it's exciting um uh, to to it's exciting it's it's, it's anxiety provoking i think 50 50 is a good split for those two emotions of, of companies um that are going to report that are going to kind of prove to me or, or show me how much of the performance was macro driven, how much of the performance was pandemic driven and, and unique to that environment, and how much of their performance was unique to their own value proposition and actually sustainable over the, the several years or at least several quarters to come. Um, so you think about a company a company like Upstart that had um, a lot of a lot of macroeconomic headwinds and tailwinds that it dealt with during during the pandemic that that halted its business and then greatly accelerated its business pretty much overnight. So it will be extremely interesting and extremely telling to me um, what 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 they're kind of expecting for for a year that that we that's getting a little bit more back to um, a normal macro backdrop, and I, and I say normal with hesitancy because we're not there yet, but we are a lot more normal than we were 12 months ago. Um, maybe some more examples like a curiosity stream uh, that's been absolutely shellacked lately, in, in, a, in a streaming company um, that 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 had that performed admirably during the pandemic, but how much of that? Is because uh, people are, are home from school or people are home from work and forced to socially distance and and and, and how much how much of that served as a tailwind for Curiosity Stream just like we saw it for Netflix. Now there are some unique features of Curiosity Stream that, that make it a little bit more um, durable a, a, against against this reopening. Um, they, they're they're very involved in education and. And 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 also extremely cheap. So people, a lot of times people will just forget about their subscription, which is which is not a great bull case, but but definitely definitely a factor for them. So I, I guess just the overall message is, I'm going to learn a lot in the next few weeks about how quality of long-term investments uh, my my companies are and, and how deserving they are of my continued conviction and continued capital. So um, I, I, yeah, excited, um, anxious, looking forward to all this information crossing the tape. Um, and, and then this week a little bit boring, but but we'll get back to it in a big way next week.
1: Okay, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, are there any earnings which you're looking forward to this week?
9: Yes, aside from Jfrog, uh, maybe Nvidia. Uh, I do own SMH, which is uh, which is just a thematic semiconductor ETF. So just just to see how how that how that sector is really progressing. Um, I, I own it just real, super quickly just just because to to me semiconductors are one of the most difficult and complicated things to understand and to actually understand what what. What differentiates uh, one chip and one microprocessor versus another? That's kind of outside of my wheelhouse. But then you look at at sector penetration and sector growth for for semiconductors, and it's just up and to the right over the last several decades. And with autonomous vehicles and and the Internet of Things and, and autonomous factories, that 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 up and to the right is just going to continue. So just just wanted um, sector exposure there, and, and not really confident enough to stock pick. Uh, but that was not the that's that was not what you asked me. So. Um, Yeah, I guess we'll be looking at NVIDIA just to kind of get a read-through on how how well the sector continues to perform and hold up.
1: Perfect. Appreciate the insight there.
0: Uh, Evan, do you have any questions for Brad from the more long-term perspective? I mean, in general, we could talk a little bit, Brad, how are you feeling about the uh, the Facebook and PayPal uh, post-earnings moves? Are we waiting a little bit longer to get in? Have we changed anything? Are we even planning on getting in at all? Where's your head at with that?
9: Yeah, so... PayPal to me, the the narrative of, of the company being incapable of innovating and and being a dinosaur is not is not super accurate. I, I think the vast majority of this of this growth slowdown and this this underwhelming quarter and guide that we had is, is due to and, and I've talked about this in the past, but due to an operating agreement between their former parent company eBay and, and PayPal expiring, which really allowed eBay to to internalize uh, a managed payment system, which which led to Volume or total payment volume from eBay as a client just cratering, which which really had a large impact on their growth. So so focusing on ex eBay numbers and and what what this business would be looking like uh, w- without this four quarter uh, year over year comp win and, and things are still looking extremely good. Um, they're rapidly rolling out new Venmo products to eighty three million users. I mean that's just a, a crazy number to fathom. And, and and the new PayPal digital wallet with with all with all kinds of competition has by far the largest merchant share and and, and by far um, the largest merchant acceptance share um, out, of, out of any other digital wallet so um, p- people are kind of doubting on, on management a little bit and, and that's fair given the given the last two quarters that, that they've posted and and removing something like a seven and, and removing they, so they had a 750 million um, a, account target guide for the medium term that they removed because they're pivoting to wanting to uh, to focus on higher, Value clients and higher ROI client or or customers and higher ROI customers because we we have to realize this is not it's not a SaaS company. Um so so customer growth and revenue growth are not nearly as correlated as it is for maybe a CrowdStrike or for uh for a Service Now or whatever you want to call it. Um so for PayPal, the top thirty percent of their customers deliver the vast, vast majority of their total payment volume and, and the fees that they collect. So they're focusing Rather than uh, optimizing and maximizing how many accounts they're adding, which is a really sexy number and and makes them look good, um, they're, they're they're focusing on, on on the higher value accounts um, that that they that they can target because really what they were doing is uh, trying to incentivize dormant accounts that that were in in the ecosystem uh, via promotions to 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 make another transaction to kind of reintroduce themselves. And what that was doing is is well, first it was inviting fraudulent accounts to um, to. Take advantage of the, these promotions, and it was also leading to dormant accounts making one more transaction to get to get the promotion, and then just going back to dormancy. So um, I, I think the the pivot is needed. I think it's warranted, and I think it's a short term painful pill to swallow. And and combining that with the eBay headwind that I talked about is leading a lot of people to write this company off. I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. Um, I, I think we we have two more quarters of of this ex eBay. Um, Comp Headwind finally rolling off and I think during those two quarters there's gonna be a lot more opportunity to build out my new position so I did add a little bit after earnings and I added out like 131 or 132 I think it's around 121 or 122 right now Um, but positions about two-thirds full at this point in time haven't paused adding but really waiting for mr. market to kind of to kind of give me a great deal which um, you look at PayPal right now doing probably six billion in free cash flow um, next year so trading in the 20s in terms of free cash flow multiples and now in terms of forward earnings multiples and a 20% compounder so really really strong company with a phenomenal track record that is dealing with some things right now that it's going to continue to deal with um, but I, but I think these headwinds will abate eventually and when they do that that narrative of PayPal being done will be over um, and then for, for Facebook uh, the, the quicker answer is um, the company the company's investment case really really has changed with their with their pivot aggressive pivot into all of this spending on, on, on the metaverse. So, um, and then, and then combine that with things like the, the content monetization, um, transition that they're going through with trying to monetize reels and then things like IDFA and, and, and they're, they're dealing with a lot of stuff right now. Um, so the ab- the advertising business is a little bit more pre- precarious than it has been in the past. I think it's still extremely stable. It's, it's, it's definitely still extremely stable, but, but on a relative basis, maybe less so, um, and, and yeah, that, that needs to continue to be a phenomenal business for them for the next several years because Metaverse is not all that close in terms of becoming a, a viable and scalable and profitable business. Um, so I have actually paused adding to Facebook, um, waiting waiting for a little bit more clarity on, on how the future growth projects are, are shaking out. Oculus obviously is going extremely well, but again, tiny, tiny piece of the puzzle. Um, so f- need, need, need things like um, Instagram shops to really take off. Um, need things like reels to monetize at a higher clip, uh, need, need more things to go right for Facebook than we've been counting on in the past. So for those reasons just kind of approaching it with more caution um, but also haven't sold a single share um, would, love, would love to resume accumulation at a 16 times forward multiple in the near future but just waiting for some more information and some more context.
1: Perfect. Evan, anything else you want to ask on that? We got about 10 minutes left so I think we should roll into perhaps some of the uh, other
0: items here. That was perfect. Uh, I am, I'm down to keep going past uh, the power hour. Do a little bit. Well, of no, I'm down to
1: keep going. I'm just saying for, like, talking about actual potential plays.
0: Because, like, some of yeah. us might Gotcha, par- some gotcha perfect.
1: That's, like, down
0: some to of keep it the gens. Yeah, do the D-Gens get it in there the last 10 minutes so we can uh, get stuff for overnight. We'll see. Uh, I'll so, let the, the D-Gens get their fun in for the last I, I want to talk
1: about this Facebook play for a second. Stocksman, we called this out in the beginning, Uh I kind of like it now. It's cheaper than it was beforehand. Um, It's Facebook weekly calls at the 235s. Um, I'm intrigued. Uh, 18% cheaper than the beginning of this space. Does anybody have any opinions on the Facebook calls here? Juicy, Sarge, Stock
7: Talk? Man, I'm hurting in it right now so i'll be honest with you i got the i got into my long-term position and i'm down on the shares i'm gonna hold um i mean higher time frames is the issue for me right now with facebook i, I gotta let at least this weekly candle close which is just it's just a mess right the weekly and the monthly are going to be just ridiculous right so i need a reversal i need this candle to close on, on the on the weekly get a reversal and, and a breakup before i can even make that decision so same thing with the. Uh, with paypal so i was waiting everybody's been crushing to me about this too should i buy the dip should i buy the dip my answer is because tech's in the gutter i would i would wait i need more confirmation
4: my concern with facebook is that the uh the 61.8 fibonacci retracement of the march 2020 through september 2021 rally was 231 dollars. that's where i really expected some support to show up and it it kind of did show up there for a couple of days, but it it's it's hard to say that level's holding right now. So I I did think about maybe grabbing some meta on the uh, on the cheap, so to speak, but uh, but they do have a damaged business right now, and they do seem like they're trying to figure it out. They they're trying to reinvent themselves a little bit with the uh, with the metaverse, but. But he, that Facebook hasn't done that in the past. They've gone about things by – they've really bought growth in the past. So this is – since the initial invention of Facebook, this is really the first time they've tried to to grow a business in-house. So I I, I just don't know. I, I don't know if Facebook is worth the risk right now. I mean, I, that might sound foolish if it's up $100 in a few months, but – uh but that level that $231 level, I mean, my elderly uncle actually owns a lot of shares and he, he called me and said, what should I do here? And I, I actually told him not to sell it. He called me after the collapse, of course. And you know, I probably could have saved them 12 or 13 bucks if I told him to sell it that day. But, uh, I I just don't know. I, 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 that, that spot here, if it can regain that spot, I guess on a long-term chart, it would look like it held, but, uh, I, I think I need to – I would rather buy it above 231 on momentum than buy it here. Okay.
5: Yeah, I actually have the same the
1: same fib sequence drawn as you do. Um, so I see exactly what you're talking about, and it did
5: fall through that, which is a bit worrisome. Okay, what else do we have play-wise? Just looking – if anybody wants to throw out any other plays that they have in these last five minutes, uh, you're welcome to
0: unmute. Evan, did you just unmute? Yeah, I was going to comment on Facebook quickly. Like, I, I still do very much like the stock for the long term, but I was, having, I was uh, talking about this on Friday of last week that you know there, the post-earnings drift, especially after really, really large moves, is a real thing. It doesn't mean it's a certainty, but what tends to happen is for the week, two weeks following a huge move, like we saw for Facebook earnings, PayPal earnings, you'll see it for the upside happen a lot too. The stocks will continue in the direction that they were going. It's not just like the full move up or down twenty percent. Okay, next we're gonna bounce back. And it, like I said, nothing's a hundred percent rule, but uh, it's just tends to been happening. Uh, I I do think for the long term investor, Facebook is probably to the to the to the part point now where you'll you'll buy and look back in a couple years and, and be happy that you did that. But I think the key there is a couple of years. And Do we see lower in, in the next little bit? I I just don't see that reason in this week in that next two weeks why facebook would trade higher unless the market conditions change significantly so for me facebook is the stock where my long-term investor hat likes it but that generally tends to happen when the technicals in the short term really isn't there type of thing where i'm going to move like a a a tur a tortoise a turtle going to move very slow buy in very quickly slowly over time if i if i am going to dca into it but I'm going to give myself at least a week in there from the earnings before I do start to get interested. Perfect.
5: Okay. Uh, I'm also seeing a couple of other areas, stuff moving. NCLH looking real interesting to me right here. Um, a lot of big money
1: uh, is coming in actually on the puts for NCLH, which is uh, Norwegian Cruise Lines. So maybe they know something there. But there was, it was all calls for a while. and A lot of these puts have been coming in more recently. So, keeping an eye on that, Sarge, you had unmuted beforehand. Did you have something else?
4: Well, two things. I was going to point out something that made the market fall, but the uh, I see the pup. You know, Danny, he just posted on Twitter, uh, Facebook chart that uh, sh- he sees support uh, in a range between two fifteen and two hundred if this Fibonacci level does remain broken. So, I just po- thought I should point that out. Being he's a pretty pretty talented technical trader, and he uh, he just posted that on Twitter.
10: Just got him up here. Oh, sorry about that. And the other thing, I is, got, it got cut off. Is
4: that, is that the pup? There he is. Okay, take it away. No, no, part. no. What
10: I, I, while I was transitioning to speaker, uh, you got cut off, so I wasn't sure if there was a question there.
4: No, I I didn't know if you were in here, and I was just pointing out that you were that you had posted a, uh, pretty much an answer to our question. So I knew you were listening, but I didn't know if I didn't know if you were in here as a speaker. So
10: oh no, no doubt. Um, yeah, I mean, if you look back to the COVID lows, and then even further back on Facebook uh, to the January, 2019 lows, it deviates from that 200 SMA. Uh, it's done it twice on these, on these hefty pullbacks. So I'm actually looking at a a move to that spike high on July 3rd, 23rd of 18. And then that five day high in early 2020 in January. And then that, that, Big Green Candle on June 29th, that band of orange, and I don't know if I posted it up above yet. I'll post it right. I'll post it right now. Um, That's what I'm looking at for support. I I do think we come down to 200 for a bounce. To me, this looks like a wave three, this gap down. And so we may see uh, possibly a relief bounce back to the 200 and then maybe a push back down to $200. But I agree with you. I'd rather take it back through the 618 at 231 than try and time a bottom down here.
4: Thank you. <laughs> awesome. uh, one Thank thing you. I wanted to point out for the folks who might be listening to us and not don't really know what knocked the crap out of the market there, that was an algorithmic response to a press conference at the White House where President Biden and uh, Chancellor Scholz of, of Germany, uh, they were talking about the uh, ukrainian russian situation and they were they were talking about a, a united military response should russia go forth so that was that was basically heat seeking algorithms responding to keywords in their uh, press conference that knocked the market down
5: D- danny while i have you up here any thoughts on nclh looking at it going into the close
10: uh, let me take a quick look
5: to take a short or
0: puts quickly a couple yeah. of the, i know the cruise line ccl and rcl are both or the three of the top five top performing S&P 500 stocks so far today. So it's the cruise lines in general. There's something going yeah, on there. Exactly.
10: Yes, it looks pretty nasty. I mean, it, it's, it's possibly good for a short, um, but we're kind of in the center channel uh, of the flag, kind of to the downside. What I would look for possibly is a retracement back up to the 50 SMA and look to short it there. Um I think if you're shorting here it's a little bit of no man's land. I'd rather wait for a, a like under 1772 or or possibly even under 1829, but it's it's moving up. I mean maybe a rejection off of $23 possibly could be a good short. Um but it's a, for me it's a little bit in no man's land right now so it could go either way. Okay.
5: Yep, keep an eye on
1: that. All right, well, no no reason to. different the audience. Do not be scared to not take trades. That is certainly not a problem. Um, throw it on your watch list. Have an understanding. It is not a loss if you uh, don't place a trade that goes up, that is just learning experience. Okay, uh, we are at three fifty nine p.m. EST. We're going to continue
0: running. Uh, Evan, what earnings are we getting in the next few minutes? So, nothing too, too massive, but I guess that's depending on who you are. Let me get back in front of me. I know we have Amgen. I'm going to talk very slowly here so I can get back. Okay, perfect. Simon Property, uh, Take Two, Nuance, and then Tenet, Leggett, uh, Chegg is another one that people might care about. Truthfully, not a bunch of huge ones, but we're going to have Amgen, ticker AMGN, Simon Property, ticker SPG, Take Two, ticker TTWO and then Chegg, ticker CHGG, that I will be watching.
5: Okay, yeah, I'll definitely be watching Chegg, too. Let's see. All right, so feeling out how today went,
1: we're seeing how the rest of this week goes. So right now, we're obviously starting off spy with a red day on this Monday. I think that's a little worrisome, as, again, we are just holding the 200-day, and we did reclaim that pretty nicely, but now we've given up the 20-day. We've given up the year-to-date Anchored VWAP. We're now coming down closer to the 200-day. That is on SPY. On the Qs, we also had a red day to start the week. We are still below the 200-day, which we have been for the last three sessions. We are coming up on a couple of areas of, I don't know if I would call it support, but just have some uh, some fibs that are kind of sitting with the 236 at 351.75. Uh, so kind of watching for there as well. Um, but yeah, I don't think we, we want to see both of them back underneath their 200-day. Uh, but let's see how we're feeling moving into the rest of the week. Oh, okay, it looks like Catherine had a drop off. But Stock Talk, based on today's price action, how are you feeling going into the rest of the week?
6: Sorry, I only got the end of that. Based on what? Today's
1: price action and where the current, uh, I guess, market is sitting with spying cues.
6: Yeah, you know, I'm hesitant to like make any, I'm, I'm, this is, I'm going to sound like a broken record. I'm hesitant to make any predictions about where the indexes are going to go in the middle of all this. I think we still have a lot more data we need. Uh, you know, I think we need to see the CPI print this Thursday. I think we need to see next month's CPI print. I think we need to see what the fed decides in March. People are really, I feel like rushing into like speculatively predicting where the market's going to go. And, um, I mean, I think to a degree it's irresponsible, but it's also just like really ignorant of the information that we have available. Like, I mean, there are signs that show that inflation is still running hot. let's see how the actual prints come in though. And I mean, there are signs that there's a lack of breath in the market and a lack of bids. Um, and I think there is, you know, I, I, try to monitor multiple sectors daily. I mean, you know, that's why I built my watch list the way that I did. And you know, the price action isn't convincing really anywhere. I mean, I think in semis it has been in certain cases. Um, you know, I talked about it, I tweeted about it earlier, but like, you know, all the big runners, you know, the headline runners, um, you know, what the scanners are showing in the morning, they're all catalyst driven, right? They're all either dropping news or a big ER, right? Like we've seen this with ERs, right? They've been huge catalysts in the last two weeks. Same thing with news, Um, you know, and people are jumping on it because I think there's so much money on the sidelines that when people see short term deployable opportunities, they're they're chasing them and you know that kind of action is not can i mean suggestive of, of a healthy market i think you need to see you know uh, this may be people have different opinions on this but in my opinion i think you need to see a breath of continuation in price action to uh, call it a healthy market. And bear markets can be healthy too, right? Um, And so if we're just trading down where you have consistent downtrends in stocks that don't have these super aggressive multi-day double-digit, you know, intraday runners that are, um, you know, cutting that off, then it's more tradable. And same way if you're going up consistently. But, you know, if you're swinging positions in this market you have to either be on like the highest momentum plays or you have to be chasing the catalyst so you know that's what i've been trying to do that's why i've been really committing to being up as early as possible like you know i've been um on discord at like 3 a.m every morning and just posting things that i'm seeing off the rip because you you have to be adaptive um uh, i've said this before as well but ta in a vacuum and fa in a vacuum don't work in this market they just don't You know, no, no technical analyst could have predicted to you exactly what was going to happen in SPY over the last two weeks, not one. Um, And, and, you know, a lot of them still made predictions and I'm not knocking technical analysis or fundamental analysis. The reason I just constantly repeat this is like, you still consistently see people trying to make predictions about what's going to happen over the next weeks or months based on one of these two methods of analysis that, just are, you're, you're flying blind. You're not looking at the big picture, which is all monetary policy. That's it. And, and sentiment around that and geopolitics and sentiment around news. So you're going to have news-based runners, right? And I think they're tradable if you know how to trade them, but a lot of people are getting hurt trading them too, because they're buying too high. You know, they, they, they don't know how to chart intraday. Um, it's turning people who maybe don't ever day trade into day traders. And so I see the risks there. And, you know, if, if you're one of those people that's understands what you have to do to adapt to this market but you're finding yourself doing that and losing trades consistently take a step back there's no harm in being in cash there's no you know over trading is almost always a bad thing so if you feel like you're running into a wall like take a step back reanalyze your strategy and and you know then go back in with small size until you're confident again but if you're just throwing gum at a wall in this market you're gonna get hurt Um, and if you're holding stuff for too long, if you're getting greedy, you're going to get hurt too. So, um, just try to keep, you know, your eye on sentiment, your ear on sentiment, and then move from there. And if you can do that, I think you can be successful in this market. And if you can really be disciplined with your size and your risk management, um, you know, if you're hitting big on a few trades, because we have so much volatility, right? If you're right a few times, you're going to hit big, especially if you're trading contracts in this market. I mean, Right. And so if you manage your risk and your downside and you're getting out of these trades quickly enough with lower, low enough loss, some of these big winners that people are hitting, you know, in this kind of market can make up for that. But, you know, if high beta isn't your thing, then you really shouldn't be trading in this market. If you cannot handle volatility, if you don't have risk management, if you're trading with massive amounts of leverage on either side, if you're trading even on the short side, like I think there's a big misconception on Finto, especially that like people who have been net short for the last couple months haven't been destroyed by some of these bounces we've seen. Um, you know, they have. And so if you're not hedged, if you're exposed, um, I guess what I'm trying to get to is if you're exposed over a period of days or weeks, you have to be hedged. And if you're not exposed over a period of days a week, then you have to be careful. And so either way, you know, whether you're a day trader or a swing trader, you have to really be focused on the monetary policy in this climate or else I don't think, you'll be really prepared for the price action that you're going to
4: see.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I think it goes back to what you've stated a number of times, which is that this market hasn't picked a direction. Mm -hmm. And if you come in with size one way or the other, and you don't pay attention to it and heavily monitor it, it's very easy, much easier to lose money than it is to make money right now. Uh, Because some people are trying to come in with these few-day swings or something like that, uh, but you're just going to get burned, right? And that's why we've
1: continuously preached, you know, getting in, getting out, not getting greedy, right? A 5, 10, 15% profit, it's something people dreamed of having in a day, you know, for a long time, but just never existed and now, well, didn't exist for retail. And now
5: has become so commonplace that people have just set their expectations way too high, um, but have not uh, moved their, uh, their, their willingness and determination to learn and aggregate information you know, at the same pace as which they have moved their expectations of returns. Uh, so those two things aren't lining up. So you're just getting a lot of people that want the returns without doing the work,
1: which is I think kind of what you were uh, getting towards there. Uh, in addition to the, you know, this market
5: is tumultuous. It is chop uh, spy. I think, I don't know if it had an inside day today. I think did, can anyone check on that? Did it like, I think the, the top of it
4: went outside the range, right? The index had an inside day. Okay. So the so, index
5: had an inside day. And too, the NASDAQ which,
4: 100 did too. Yep.
5: Which is just, you know, continuing to show that this market has not picked a direction at all. What does it mean to you, Sarge, when you see an
4: inside day? It, uh, <clears throat> it means volatility is on the decline. It also is a continuation pattern. So if the market is generally moving higher, it probably means when, when, when the volatility ebbs that the trend will continue or if the market's going lower. So right now i feel like the market's going higher i confirmed for my readers i think it was last monday or maybe it was last the friday before that the that the correction was over and it was a, a little safer not that i can guarantee anything but a little safer to get to start week at, uh wetting the beak again and uh, so far so good on that this for me the fact that they were able to perform perform an inside day the sell off wasn't tremendous on a day when two world leaders were kind of rattling sabers that's that's pretty positive, you know. I mean, that's that to me is the that could have knocked the crap out of the market two weeks ago if the U.S. president and the German chancellor are talking tough about NATO making a military stand, you know, in in the face of what is perceived as as an uh, a peer adversary being aggressive. So I I think that's I think the market handled that press conference very well today. Perfect.
1: Yeah, I was just looking at some more of the details and quotes. That came out of that. So, yeah. I mean, at least it didn't happen in the morning, you know, that press conference. That might have messed things up a little bit.
4: Yeah. yeah, And you could have piled into the defense contractors. <laughs> true. True.
5: Yeah, I mean, I guess we just all been talking about going short. But I, I see, and this is another thing where just goes
1: to Stock Talk's point, which was paying attention to what's going on in the world can be massively beneficial. But, like, I think majority of people probably didn't even know that meeting was happening. Uh, they didn't know what they were going to talk about. Uh, they didn't pay attention to what was happening. But the people that were looking at that said, 330, oh, we're about, to, we're about to dump. You know, I'm going to either go short Spire, I'm going to grab the defense contractors, or things along those lines. So really good stuff, Sarge. All right, stock market news. Is it about time that I change the name of this space to live earnings?
0: Uh, well, actually, it's going to be earnings already gone. We got pretty much all the numbers already out. We have Nuance, which reported EPS of $0.08 cents and revenue of, $321.4 million. That that is the company that Microsoft acquired. So uh, when they're in that process, they tend to give less numbers, maybe don't even have a conference call, that type of things. We have Amgen, which reported EPS of $4.36, beating expectations of $4.12, revenue of $6.8 billion, which missed expectations of $6.88 billion. Chegg reported earnings of EPS of $0.39, which beat expectations of $0.31. Cents and the revenue was 207.5 million which beat expectations of 195.2 million. Simon property reported EPS of $3.09 which was uh, uh I actually don't have the expectations there but revenue was 1.33 billion which was a beat on 1.24 billion which was expected. And then Take 2 TTWO reported EPS of $1.24 beating expectations of $1.23 and then revenue was 866.12 million which missed expectations of $879.58 million. I did see they also raised their twenty fiscal year 2022 uh, revenue expect guidance. Sorry, having a little trouble there. I didn't see what the expectations were, and I can get that for you in a little. Uh, I am trying to look into two more news stories that came out. PayPal co-founder Peter Thiel will not stand for re-election to Facebook slash Meta's board. So that was one story. And then another thing I do have to look a little bit more into completely understanding what is happening here, but there's something with Velody- Velodyne LIDAR and Amazon uh, with some with some warrant transaction. If anyone could look into that, I, I do have to dig into that a little bit more, but that is on my radar as well.
4: Did you see why Peter Thiel is okay, leaving
0: awesome. the board? It, oops, sorry. Did you so I, was on you. I did not see why he was leaving. Just he, that he's, he's not leave, safe for reelection.
4: Peter Thiel to leave Meta board to pursue Trump political agenda. He's back on the Trump train. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. Oh, wow. Oh well,
2: maybe he was a uh, long d Yeah, maybe so that's, he's going to work. One way to get to so get Palantir that's, that's above above uh, twenty dollars right there. That's a way.
4: That... <laughs> also, uh, is, that, is uh, that the
2: play? Hey the man, numbers. if you get Trump behind you, your your stock I guess jumps up thirty percent in the day. which is how it works. Get Trump, get the get them to start buying, and 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 money flows in. So Palantir to the moon. Got that? He's
4: uh, he's a, he's a longtime Trump uh, supporter.
6: Yo, what's going on with Velodyne
2: Lidar? Have y'all
6: talked about that? Um, they they so just mentioned it right now. Amazon. Yeah, you have to look oh into it. Oh, my God. Uh, they entered into a transactional. It.
0: Yeah, look into it. There's a deal. I can, I can read it to you fully, but I, I won't lie. I have to dig into this a little bit more to, to fully oh understand Oh,
6: my God. It. It. It's 90%. So to which
0: Velodyne LIDAR agrees Wait, to get you Amazon.com. Ticker spot? Velodyne LIDAR. V Y L D maybe? It's right? How do you spell it? V-E-L-O-D-Y-N-E. Okay, it's
1: V-L-D-R. And yeah, it's up
2: 86%. Today? Right now. Like, last five minutes. It's up 80% right now. Now only down I
9: mean, 70% year to date.
1: Market cap <laughs> 740 million. It's true, yeah. Down 69% past year. There you go trading at 6.9 wow a lot of symbolism here okay uh anyone else want to weigh in on that stock talk
6: it's uh interesting i'm trying to look at the details 30 they're issuing warrants to acquire up to 39.5 million shares which is interesting um yeah i mean i haven't i don't have a position in this one. obviously, but this is a crazy move. I mean, it looks like it's going to run 100% after hours. It's up 95% now. Um, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. No, no immediate thoughts. I'm just looking at it. I'm seeing LIDR move in Sympathy, though. Jumping now.
2: LIDR. What about Lightspeed? Do they do something similar?
6: Laser as well as another Sympathy.
2: Yeah. Tomorrow, it's going to be all, all the Laser plays are all going to just be jumping, so definitely make a little watch list for yourself. listener. I don't want to make a fool of myself,
0: but if I'm I'm understanding this correctly, so this is Velodyne giving Amazon Investments the option to buy shares of Velodyne through Warts. So that is what I think is happening.
2: Amazon car coming soon, baby.
0: Uh, I linked a little blurb at the top from Benzinga kind of explaining, uh, at least trying to explain what's happening. I'm still a little confused. To me, based on that sounding, it just seems like Velodyne trying to get Amazon to invest in them. But maybe there was an agreement, maybe I'm wrong. I do tend to have a skeptical mind. But also that does tend to help me in finance and investing, at least I think. The Chegg report looks really good too.
1: Yeah, students uh, cheating more than usual. Heck yeah, that's what I used it for in high school. Shout out Chegg.
9: I wonder if professors know that when they copy and paste questions from Quizlet, we can just put that in Google and it takes us to the Quizlet, but... That, that's a topic of conversation for another day, for sure. Hey, hey, I, hey, I hey, say. hey,
2: bro. You're talking too loud, okay? You're saying too much. Relax. Nah, we're all
0: done school. Quizlet was nice. Quizlet was fantastic. Uh, I'm 23. I'm out of college two, three years now, whatever it is, pandemic, weirds time. Chegg was a nice resource that I used for subclasses, but I could honestly say Quizlet, free resource, was able to find something for pretty much every single class. That was. That was amazing. Check was good, though. I definitely did use check.
9: Yeah, and then I guess just sticking with the uh, uh, online education theme, a piece of news uh, for one of my holdings, Duolingo, uh, there's been a, a, an institution, um, what's it called? Durable Capital Partners has just been scooping up shares like crazy over the last few months, and they bought some more today. So pretty minor piece of news, but always encouraging to see people who have access to better information than I do buying shares.
0: I just want
1: to check the Market Rebels page real quick to see if there's any fake news we can go off of. Uh, see, they did tweet about VLDR. if we want to just mess with them, but we don't have to. Okay, what else is going on? AMGN? What's that?
0: AMGN. They just reported earnings, too.
1: Okay. Stock is down post-market. Looks like they fell short on revenue, beat on Same, is it up? Okay. I'm seeing a 0.66%. 0.66. Okay, got it. TTWO as well. The Chag one that you mentioned is Square down to
0: hundred dollars yet? Wow. 10281 right now. it was Bullet. Was it below hundred at some point? I think it was. Maybe for a split second in there.
1: Yeah, 10281. I saw some people saying that they're actually selling. Uh selling square i'm like i don't know about at this point at this point if you're still holding i think this is potentially a buying opportunity but we'll see
0: God, i'll quickly jump in i'm looking at the markets we're past the 15 minutes after i have the finvis stuff i could tell you some of the best and worst performers from today looking at the best performing large cap stocks some ones that we would know and care about we have tyson foods was in the number one up 12.2 percent royal caribbean and a couple of the other cruise lines are up here as well we're seeing on semiconductor HashiCorp, HCP, Toast, Snowflake, GoodRx, out, Brad, Coinbase I know has been getting a lot of shoutouts recently as well, especially with the Bitcoin move, and then towards the bottom of the page, uh, I'm seeing DD Global and Cloudflare there as well. When I flip it over to the worst performers, we got Robinhood right up here near the top, the second worst performer at minus 8.4%, Chewy, Alibaba, Square, or should we say Block, whatever uh you know what i mean meta's up here as well pin duo duo rivian paypal billy, billy are some of the worst performers i'm going to flip over to the large caps quickly i know a lot of you guys can go just and look at this but seeing if any do stand out we have on the first page the top 20 largest stocks facebook was the worst performer down 5.1% and it looks like looks like nvidia was the best performer up 1.7% where i'm i'm seeing about a I'd say 60% red to green on the the largest stocks. And and then quickly looking over to the heat map, you're definitely seeing Google and Facebook standing out in the red. And uh, overall, uh, definitely a mixed day. Uh, I I honestly have no idea how the the index is closed, but based on that heat map, I would say not too far off, but a slight down day. I'm going to go and check that, and I'll give it back to you, God. Let's see.
1: Okay. All right. We're looking into it happy uh, 420 if you're on est time let's see what else is going on you, here.
4: you guys see the uh the warrant exercise price for the velodyne deal
0: i was seeing point zero zero zero. that's
4: that's par it's 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 four dollars okay. and 18 cents that's the that's the deal amazon gets to buy the shares of four dollars and 18 cents if they exercise the warrant if you're wondering why it's trading what was it trading at six or seven now uh seven dollars and fifteen cents Thirty-three percent of Velodyne's float is held short, so that's who's buying these shares. So, so would those
0: shares, those shares to Amazon, would be new shares, right? So, it would expand the expand the float.
4: I don't know. That's a good question. Should have thought of that. Um, I don't know. It'll take me a while to read all this. <laughs> I'm not going to give you an answer on the hop.
0: <laughs> no, I can't lie to you. This was this was one that I I hadn't seen too many times before, and maybe next time I'll be able to report this right when we get to it. This was one of those where I'm just going to report the. Put up a screenshot and let you decide what, what you think is happening there. So I got no clue. Uh,
1: also, Zero Hedge just reported that uh, Macron, the French guy, uh, said that Putin agreed to review concrete de escalation steps, which means Putin told him to like fuck off and he couldn't tell that to the world, which is probably
6: the more accurate. See there? I don't know.
1: I've agreed to review. Concrete steps doesn't really give me a ton of hope. I think that there's still gonna be uh escalation further from where this is happening. Um does Peter Thiel stepping down from Facebook hurt the case for Meta?
4: No. Not not at all. Not me- n-
2: bro, meta's case for meta hurts Meta's case for meta. That's just it. <laughs> they hurt the idea of flipping the company name and everything on its own without a salt because of a failing eventual business plan that market share is getting taken out year by year um it's probably the highest like highest risk highest reward play because if the metaverse doesn't work out facebook is going to facebook is going to be like cr- not crushed but I'll say crushed for the sake of it just for the emphasis it's going to be crushed compared to what it is right now
4: if if this bet doesn't pan out well, the metaverse is going to pan out, but it's going to be run by Microsoft and, and Nvidia. And it, Facebook will be involved, but they're not going to they're not going to run the place.
2: It's all yeah, about no, no. I I agree with that as well. I'm yeah. saying the that's why I'm saying the bet that they've changed their name, they've made their identity of as a company about this yeah. thing. And if they don't dominate that industry, it's going to look <laughs> it's going to be like you know, it's going to make them look just horrible. And I think perception is going to change about Facebook as a company. And and yeah, the bet is not going to pay out. And people are already very hesitant with their money uh, around this company right now too.
4: Yeah. They'll have to start calling the company Reels. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, c- can I make a, a random, like this might be kind of random, but like a, a a stock that I'm looking at for a swing for some of the people in here that, you know, maybe aren't options traders or maybe are looking for something that isn't too affected by overall market sentiment. I could do a, a quick uh, a flip here. Would be uh Cody C O T Y. Um, I think makeup companies. It's almost like um, it's almost like a Coca Cola. It's almost like a, something that you know pers- per- persistently will make money. Doesn't matter if the economy is going that well or that bad. Um, you know, people. It's it's an everyday product, everyday use case. Sort of like why alt- why a lot of big uh big funds own Alta shares. Um, I think Cody is one, uh, not only is it a buyout candidate potentially, but pricing wise, uh, uh, you know, earnings are coming up with all clearance coming up tomorrow. Um, They're expected to bring up revenue growth by around 300 million um, and they're a profitable company. So I think Cody, if you are looking for a longer term swing, um, could be one that, that if you look at the chart, you look at the weekly chart, it's been making higher highs and higher lows persistently. Um, on a on an on a overall zoomed out basis. Um, and the fundamentals are very, very uh, fair and, and and well priced for this market. And I think even if the market is rate hiked and and starts falling, you're not going to see that much of a of a hurt of Cody's stock nor uh, a bottom line in terms of financials or sales or you know things of that nature. So um, I think the worst for them was was during the pandemic when people weren't going out, so makeup sales were obviously down. but as we're slowly expanding out, um i don't know if you guys just saw too australia's international borders are going to open up pretty soon too it's kind of a weird connection but you know things are opening back up we're, we're heading more in the direction of of still reopening technically because you know there's a lot of offices that are closed still and we got to uh, keep in mind the effects of covid and the pandemic so um yeah i think cody has a very very phenomenal direction even as a biotech candidate, as a company itself, and I think one for a lot of long-term investors. If you do believe in companies like Coke and air travel, things that you know we can't necessarily be without. Um, girls, female, you know, uh, a, a woman's makeup is something that she will respectfully tell you that she can't be without, and she runs the household. Women's products always do well. Starbucks, Cody, makeup, uh, you know, stuff like that always does really well. So I think C O T Y is one to really, really keep on your radar.
1: Awesome. Okay. um, I think we're going to move into maybe our final sections in a minute. But before we do that, just want to take another second just to really quick, you know, individually shout out our speakers for people that are on this space. You've heard almost an hour and a half now of content. And I really do appreciate them coming on and sharing it with us again. uh, Sarge, classic Wall Street guy doing a lot of writing as well. If you click into his page, you'll be able to see articles that he's writing on the more long term fundamental thesis. You have Brad, who has a ton of written content as well. It's all free links inside of his bio on a more technical uh, as well as a bit of a, I guess, momentum perspective. You have Danny and stock talk and the stocksman that you can see here Both Danny and stock talk, you know, uh, have discords that you can check out for more info on those sides. And then stock market news myself, I am wolf. As you see up here coasting, always doing spaces. This is already like five hours, more than five hours spaces today i think like on a monday and we have another like 20 planned for the week so you can check those all out in the pinned uh post on the wolf one but if you're enjoying this we really are doing our best to build up this uh this rippers account into an account that's really dedicated towards FinTwit. evan stock market news is putting out the tweets i'm putting out spaces for it twice a week he's doing a space on it a week so Again, if you're liking the content you get on the Stock Market News page, if you like the content you get from the Wolf page, do be checking out this Bullish Rippers page. Uh, we did a giveaway at 15K. We'll do another little giveaway at 16K. Uh, I'm making that decision. Evan, you'll be responsible for the financial side of it. Um, with that being said, let's keep it rolling. Evan, are there any more topics you want to go into or should we touch on any wrap up or what do you want to do?
0: Nah, dude, I I just really love that you're comfortable enough to go out and and shout out and make giveaways. Definitely something we will do and we're looking to do more of, so uh, excited for that. I think we are good to move up up over into wrap-ups if we wanted to. I think we got some really good coverage on Power Hour and then moved into some nice earnings coverage there as well. We have a busy day tomorrow, busy rest of the week, maybe not as much as last week, but earnings. Sorry, uh, I was gonna. I was thinking about earnings, and we wanted to talk about spaces. But our spaces are not slowing down at all. We have a bunch of those coming this entire week. Make sure you're following all the speakers that we have up here. Gov bullish just went through and kind of gave you the, the use case or, or bullish case for each one of them. But I do just want to reiterate: make sure you're following every single one of them, and I'll let us get into wrap ups with that. Big shout out to bullish rippers trying some really cool stuff. I put out uh, just put out a post kind of on the Facebook meta theme that we've been talking about. Uh, I pinned it up in the nest above if you want to check that out and show it some love. But, yeah, this time I will actually throw it back to you.
5: Nice. Okay. And then, yeah, just 30 more seconds uh, before we're going to go into wrap-ups. And that is, if anybody is unfamiliar, we've talked about it plenty. We'll just throw it out there. We are doing a ton of spaces this week. We have over 50 individual unique speakers on these spaces. Uh, Massive, massive spread of topics. You know, you have spaces like this. We're doing multiple power hours. We're also just at a crypto space before this. Um, we've got NFT spaces, actually like three of them this week, got real estate spaces that we're going to be on. Really looking forward to hearing from Stock Talk, Stock Market News on those, and some other speakers. If you want to have all of our spaces, simply add it to your calendar. Make life easy. We have a free public Google calendar. Just DM me right now. DMs are wide open. Shoot me a Gmail, preferably. It does work with other emails, but Gmail's best. And join over 3,000 other investors on our free public Google Calendar. And you will know exactly what all of our spaces are. You can toggle it on and off. It won't clog up your personal calendar. And again, it is free. And you can unsubscribe at any time if you no longer want the calendar. But it is your one-stop shop for finding spaces, finding details on spaces, and for finding the recordings. I will continue to keep the Spaces Calendar updated with recordings. It is a one-of-a-kind tool. With that being said, let's roll into some wrap-ups and final thoughts Sarge, would you like to go first?
4: Yeah, I don't think today changed anything anybody should be doing. I think uh, I, I think we can be pretty comfortable. The earnings season's going better than expected. Uh, <clears throat> the macro, we only have one real macro threat this week. That's the CPI. We only have two Fed speakers. I think they've been told to pipe down a little bit because usually in the wake of a Fed meeting, they're all over the place. And last week, there was only a couple. This week, there's only a couple. So... I think, that, I think being they don't know right now, they're mostly being quiet. Uh, so I, I think if you have a plan, you can proceed. Uh, like I, I told you at the beginning of this call, I was looking to buy Uber under under 38 bucks. I paid 37 and a half for a little bit right at the close. So, you know, by that little um, verbal saber rattling by the president and the chancellor actually saved me a little money on Uber. So uh, So just, you know, execute your plan, stay disciplined target prices and panic points on everything know your setups know your pivots and uh and, and if you don't know why then just don't do it because uh, cash does not lose nominal value
5: perfect thank you Sarge.
4: Danny uh yeah it wasn't really
10: my space so I won't I won't take up too much time just uh keep following the relative strength but right now my eyes are more on crypto than on the market um, Bitcoin is coming up to that 618 retracement at 44 k 240 uh so watch watch bitcoin over over that level i think over that level we could test 50k right at that 200 sma so um obviously you saw the miners move today hut mara riot all up more than six percent everything that we talked about this morning you know datadog Expedia all gave all of their earnings or excuse me uh, gave all of their their gains back today. So that doesn't really give me too much confident confidence in the market, but right now I'm really just focused on on crypto, uh Bitcoin, like I said looking really really good. Ethereum holding over 3k right around 3100. So that's where my eyes are going to be at until the market decides which way it wants to go. But uh listen, thanks for having me up here regardless and I'll definitely catch you guys tomorrow on our Tuesday spaces. Yeah, we got a couple of those lined up.
5: Thank you, Danny. The Stocksman, any closing thoughts?
7: Yeah.
2: Um, closing thoughts, I'm going to agree uh, with the crypto sentiment as well. But I would be a little hesitant that I know a lot of traders right now that are flipping into shorts on Bitcoin and such. Um, so, you know, I'd be careful to go long at this point. Um, maybe see a little bit more, uh, you know, a moment for a pullback after a pretty, pretty long bull push here, almost to 44 from what, 30, 34, if you really want to say um but closing thoughts are just you know don't oversize if you are getting into day trading and stuff because we did touch on it earlier like be very very certain that that's what you want to do and and uh it's not as easy as it looks a lot of people see what day traders do and uh even some swing traders do honestly with these options and just regular uh, hopping into like D W A C today and stuff like that people see that and think it's the easiest money but that's why a lot of people lose their ass in the market is because they don't understand that it's not as simple as it looks. Um, and concepts like, yeah, oversizing, proper risk management, hedging. These are all things that you must know if you want to be successful as a, you know, in the one or 2% that are successful day trading and things like that. Um, don't just hop into it, gambling your money. Cause if you do that, then, uh, you're just being irresponsible at that point and you're, you're better off playing blackjack, honestly. Um, so uh, my closing thoughts: just please learn, educate yourself, and um, follow the people up here. Thank you for the invite, uh, Wolf and Bullshrippers. Um I appreciate you guys. And, uh, yeah, if you watch comics, yeah, I'll search the moon.
5: All right. All right. Thank you for being on. Appreciate that. Okay, Brad?
9: Yeah, not much to add. Uh, enjoy listening to everyone as always. Thank you for having me. Excited to do a lot more of these uh, this week.
5: Nice, man. Yeah anybody's not already checking it out brad what's your uh what's your next write-up going to be on
9: yeah so uh the next the next few weeks there's going to be a lot of earnings reviews coming out on every on every company that i follow so probably not going to post another deep dive until sometime in march but it-, it will be on paypal um and then on deck will be match group sometime in april
5: perfect thank you brad looking forward to it all
9: oh, right and, stop- and then one more thing uh, Wolf and Evan always say super nice things about all the speakers and, and it's greatly appreciated but they're also awesome and they're also great follows and they are also fantastic resources and friends so go ahead and throw them a follow as well and then I will pass it over to the next speaker appreciate you
5: sweetheart alright stock talk all you
6: I feel like I've given like 10 closing statements today but I'll just say you know um... you're going to be given more <laughs> Yeah, no, I know. I'm just, I mean, I just feel like I'm being repeating myself for all the people that have been in the last five spaces. Well,
1: but, uh, you can do, you can do like, you know, you do for like reasons already stated, you know?
6: Yeah, for reasons already stated, um, if you don't know what you're doing, uh, go on your favorite stock educational resource, whether that's Investopedia or whatever you want, or YouTube. I don't know, everybody learns differently, but Just educate yourself. There's a lot of uneducated people that are saying a lot of crazy stuff in markets like this. So just educate yourself. So, you know how to tell the fakes from the people that actually know what they're talking about. Um, Don't listen to anyone blindly, including myself or anybody up here. We're all just people who trade and have different opinions about a bunch of stuff. You got to learn to make the decisions on your own. Like spoon feeding works in a really hot market. And a lot of people spoon fed their way through 2020 on social media, basically writing every play that ripped, but it's not always going to work. And at some point you have to know how to generate plays on your own. And if you're an investor, you need to know how to generate, you know, investment theses on your own. So whether you're a trader or investor, you have to be, you know, educated on monetary policy and technical analysis and fundamental analysis and the markets and how to react to news and how to measure sentiment in sectors. You have to know all these things. If you want to do this full time, or if you want to do this, not even full time. If you want to do this for the rest of your life, you should know those things, regardless if you're doing it full time or not. So, um, yeah, you know, don't be a bystander with your own money. Don't put your money on the table when, you know, people lose tens of thousands in the stock market and don't blink, but they get charged an extra three dollars for delivery and they cancel the order. Like, you know, don't um, you know, treat your money that you put into the market the same way you would treat your money. In any other situation, I think that's a really important psychological thing for people to overcome um, because it doesn't feel real when it's digital. But trust me, it's real money.
1: Yeah. And the faster that you put that value on it, the quicker it's going to grow. Okay, Stock Market News coming to you for any closing remarks.
0: Yeah. Like you said, we're doing this stuff all day, every single day. does feel like I do a bunch of these wrap ups as well. But I do want to, you know, we're we're doing so many spaces. We have so many different people on. It is really important for me that, you know, these people are, I want to say, coming in and doing us a favor, giving my audience, giving Wolf, your audience, some really access to some really fantastic content. I'm not going to come out here and say I'm an expert trader or, or anything like that. I just love being in the opportunity to ask these really, really smart traders and a lot of really good investors up here the right questions to get value to all the people. So I just feel really uh, blessed that I'm able to get in this situation and, and put out some really great content. So all these people are coming up here for free, sharing this great information. All that I ask, all that we ask is that you check all them out, give them a follow. As they're speaking, check into what they're saying for the future. For now, you can just check into their profiles, click that follow button, see what they're doing. The honest truth of it is, I do say it a bunch, the unfollow button is free, easy to use, And you, it doesn't let us know, you know, granted, you're not going to want to unfollow these people, but that option is there. There is no bar to you hitting that follow button and checking out these people who came in, gave us some really, really amazing value for free. So big shout out to all the speakers who did that. Big shout out to all the listeners who came in here and got some value out of it, making it really worth it to do these spaces all the time. And then big shout-out to Bullish Rippers for hosting an amazing spaces. I am definitely biased, but uh, I thought there was a lot of value shared here, and we got a bunch more stuff coming, at least two more spaces this week, one talking about the video game sector specifically, another one talking about long-term investing, and who knows, we may even throw a third one in there as well. Uh, Big shout-out to Wolf Financial, who's behind and talking from the Bullish Rippers account helping me out, helping us out, put on and, and really make this Bullish Rippers account that much better. King of Spaces, check out Wolf Financial, check out all our speakers up here one more time, and I will quit blabbering and throw back to you, Gav.
1: Good stuff. Yep, same thing here. Just want to let everyone know what other spaces we have upcoming. So this was the third one that we did today. Um, the next planned one that I will be hosting is going to be at 7 p.m. EST, so that is going to be in about two hours and 20 minutes, and that's going to be an NFT space, actually. That's going to be on how to build an organic community. I'll be co hosting that with Acid Dash, an up-and-coming service that is really providing a ton of value to both the stock, crypto, and NFT spaces, as well as a loaded panel. Um, I have coming on Alex Stemp, who has almost 20 million followers on TikTok, really cool page there uh, at legend, the username at legend, uh, great, great community builder, um, cross, uh, and a couple of others. So, and coasting out with wall street memes, of course. And I think stock market news might pop in there. That's me at seven. And then at 9:30 PM EST, I think I'm going to be hopping on a marketing space. Uh, it's actually going to be an influencer marketing space. Um, they asked me to join, speak a little bit about my perspective and just continue to, uh, you know, chat about those things. So, that's when we'll be back on Spaces. In the meantime, obviously, we'll all be pumping out content. If you had any questions, uh, feel free to DM them to you know this account or other accounts. We're excited to be into the thick of things. Happy Monday to all. See you all in about two and a half hours. I'll put out the reminder to t- tweet for that right after this, and I'll drop the recording for this as well. Take care, everybody. Thank you all who tuned in. And I'm going to leave this space for like 10, 15 seconds because we've now really established there is that like massive lag before it gets people so at least people can hear me say goodbye.